Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about the 2014 sci-fi thriller Ex Machina written and directed by Alex Garland. I will be watching the three films that Alex Garland has directed thus far, starting off with this film and then finishing with um, Man? Men? Let me look that up. I really want to... Which this is a film that I saw when it first came out. I have not watched this film since it came out. Uh, Annihilation would be the other one. And Men is the most recent, came out 2022. Uh, which I have not seen men, I have seen Annihilation, uh, and of course I just mentioned I have seen this one. So, as I did with Robert Eggers in the previous three films that I reviewed last three weeks, uh, I'm doing the same thing with Alex Garland, getting into his vibe, seeing where he's going with his films as an up-and-coming up director, uh, and uh, I haven't seen Men, so it's it makes for a perfect reason to go back and revisit the first two films that he did previous to that. Uh, and this one, I was looking forward to rewatching because, as I said, have not watched it in close to a decade. I mean, this has almost come out a decade ago, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and it's interesting also because this movie deals with... Uh, the tech industry, a tech CEO, quote-unquote genius tech CEO, and also artificial intelligence. Uh, those things, those topics, in relation to 2023, we have a completely new perspective of compared to what they were in 2014. I would say the... the uh, perception the the opinions of those topics are a little bit different now that we've seen what kind of those tech geniuses turned out to become as we see AI kind of becoming a reality but uh, you know seeing how those things hold up I guess you could say because this was a movie that you know starring uh, Dom Domhnall Gleeson uh, Alicia Vikander and Oscar Isaac, uh, a lot of people where this was in many ways some of their first bigger roles, uh, and this being an A24 film that I think I think at the time, if I remember collect correctly, really kind of took off. I think this was a popular movie when it came out, and the overall premise of this movie, for those that may not have seen this movie, uh, this is about a young programmer played by Domhnall Gleeson, named Caleb, who was selected to participate in a groundbreaking experiment in synthetic intelligence uh, by going to the compound of this tech CEO, 
uh, for the company that he works, goes to his compound to evaluate the human qualities of a highly advanced humanoid AI. Uh, we have our tech genius who is secluded in his compound, uh, you know, far, far away from everybody else. Overall, my opinions on this rewatch, I hadn't seen this movie since it had come out, as I uh, mentioned. I did enjoy this movie. I, I would say I don't necessarily enjoy it quite as much as I did when I first saw the movie. And I think that just has that's more boiled down to the fact that we are living in a reality where we've seen what these people that were considered to be tech geniuses, we see what they've done. We also see how AI is actually kind of being implemented and released. Uh, so I think those two things probably for me take away from my enjoyment in a little bit, right? Where those aspects don't necessarily hold up the same as they did in 2014. I still did enjoy this movie, right? Like I said, I have a few minor issues, uh, but still a great movie, very simple, only a few actors, great sci-fi thriller, the thriller aspect of it, the actual story that is being told is interesting if you were to think of this in almost an alternate reality as we are living in a time where a lot of the things that are discussed were at the time where still future technology, still technology that didn't exist, where we are living in with a lot of this technology, especially the early stages of this technology. Uh, if you were to take this as more of an alternate reality, an alternate telling, uh, I think it, it the story, the actual story of this holds up. And it's very similar to Black Mirror. This is in many ways similar to a Black Mirror. It could easily have been a Black Mirror episode where there's a lot of the Black Mirror episodes are slowly becoming realities in one way or another. Um, so I think this has a lot related to the different stories that are told within the Black Mirror anthology series, which I will be ranking on Sunday my top five of the first top five episodes of the first two seasons of Black Mirror. Um, so the fact that it's related to reminds me of a Black Mirror episode, I would say is a plus uh, because I do enjoy that type of story that type of twilight zone story like beware what you wish for type of thing but told with near future technology where an kind of a grounded take on where what people think our technology is headed and how that will influence society in a lot of ways so i do appreciate that uh, aspect of this movie that it does kind of have that and like I said, very simple setup, very few actors. It all takes place on one location for the most part, right? This tech guy wins a lottery or whatever, right? To go to this tech CEO's secluded compound to help him test this new technology. And you have the tech genius archetype, which, you know, 2014, you had the, the guy who started Twitter. You had the guy that started Facebook. You had a lot of these kind of these CEOs of these newly formed 
companies in these newly formed industries be put on pedestals as if they are larger than life as if they are the modern day geniuses and in a lot of ways even elon musk is one of those people uh or you know you have the founder of apple you know kind of being the earlier versions of that but also knowing in 2023 how i mean elon musk is kind of the best example of how fraudulent his genius really is and how fraudulent his credentials are at success and seeing how you know or similar to uh the facebook guy right similar to how there's a lot of a lot of imperfections and and a lot of those people are probably not uh deserving of the pedestals that they're put on uh but that archetype i think is one of the big things that have changed um you know and you have this young coder who in a lot of ways idolizes this guy right he is i think he's like 26 in this movie caleb and uh you know idolizes him and uh you know he goes to this massive property right this compound where they have to fly in via helicopter and there's a moment when he's flying in in this helicopter where he asks like how soon do we start seeing his compound and he's like oh we've been flying over it for the last like 10 minutes or whatever so to give you an idea of how massive uh area this guy owns and it's clearly up north somewhere maybe alaska maybe canada but there's clearly like melting glaciers in the area like it is a massive place and has that kind of surroundings right um and a beautifully modern design building right very tech friendly look to it right kind of built into the mountainside which is a beautiful kind of design a lot of glass right a lot of windows where you see amazing picturesque landscapes in every in almost every room uh and a lot of like cement mixed with built into like the stone actual stone structures of the mountain that it's built into so kind of a very beautiful everything in this movie visually very beautiful the surrounding area very beautiful the nature aspects very beautiful the home the compound very beautiful this you know cl clean modern look uh and then also the people these androids that he is building oscar isaac himself very beautiful man right uh and definitely has the look of the 1940s the shaved head with beard right kind of kind of turned into a, a look uh, adopted by some some horrible people but of the time uh giving a very trendy look of the time and uh you know he's brought there to do the turing test for this ai testing the authenticity of this ai robot whether it is you know can pass as a human right how close is he to developing the accurate the most accurate believable human-like ai right and the robot design i would say is 
by far the Android design, elegant, very beautiful as well, right? I don't think there is, in the history of Android designs in movies, uh, this one is, I would say, the most gorgeous, right? Where, you know, you have, I mean, Alicia Vikander, very beautiful woman as well. The other women in this that are also androids, very beautiful as well. But the way where, you know, sh the skin on her face looks like artificial in some ways, but then you see, you know, into her skull, you see, you know, this kind of mesh overlay where you can see inside the, you know, the sci-fi robotics that are inside of her, inside of her arms. Just a very elegant, almost like the, the uh, mesh, uh, you know, body aspects of it have a very much like a lace kind of a look to it very elegant look uh which i you know i think that at the time was something that was very noted and highlighted as being a uh amazing aspect and i think even today it 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 maintains it holds up that that look of of the uh android so every aspect of, of this is very very elegant very beautiful very simple kind of a premise right does the android pass as a human right at least that's kind of the idea of why this guy's there and then of course this movie turns into like a black mirror episode like a twilight zone episode right it almost starts off as like a dream come true but then slowly turns into or sometimes turns into a nightmare all of a sudden uh as caleb spends more time up there um I do want to talk about spoilers. This is a movie that's been out for almost a decade. So I imagine if you've seen it, if you've wanted to see it, you've seen it by now. But I still want to give the spoiler warning as I just kind of talk about different aspects of this that I like, dislike, things of that nature. So warning for anybody that doesn't want to be spoilers, spoilers for Ex Machina. Um like I said before, the tech genius CEO aspect that of the mid-2010s, the early mid-2010s, that era, uh, I think has kind of been dispelled, that kind of, in some ways, myth. I mean, there's definitely some geniuses out there, but doesn't necessarily mean that they're good people, right? So I think, and I think that is, in many ways, well represented with oscar isaac's character nathan you know he is somebody that is as this movie as we find out more about him in this movie uh we find out that he is not a very good person uh definitely a little bit more malicious than i would say actual tech ceos are but um because these androids that he's developed are so human-like you do have sympathy for them once you see what how he treats them and what he's done to kind of develop this technology let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to talk about are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life look no further than inspiredisorder.com our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits these one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift 
But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of the Ray Taylor show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs. And now, back to the show. And also, just where we're at right now in 2023 with AI. Like, the idea that the first implementation of AI would be in an android or robotic body is clearly not how it started, right? AI in our world now is based in like computer is based in like a software form. It it does there as far as I know there's no physical expression of AI yet, right? Where of course for this movie it makes sense that it would be but as we see the implementation of AI with ChatGPT and all these different tools that are kind of coming about and how it's being used, it makes sense that it would be first introduced in that kind of software type of a form way before any kind of hardware was developed around it, right? But at the time this movie was made, it makes sense. doesn't hold up. But, you know, that's why if you take this movie as more of a alternate reality kind of a thing, it it, it works. Um, and, of course, Caleb being 26 years old, kind of crazy why he would be chosen. Obviously, we find out later why he was chosen. Um, but also, you wouldn't think to test the authenticity of a android robot to give the robot a touring test i would imagine you would want somebody who understands human behavior right somebody who is an expert in human behavior rather than somebody who is an expert in coding right because and even you see that with caleb because when he's you know asking talking to nathan he's bringing up he's more concerned really with how he developed the AI technology more so than trying to suss out if it passes as being a human, right? Which I guess when you see when that turn happens where you see why Caleb was brought there, why he was selected, why he quote-unquote won this lottery but wasn't really, was more of a smokescreen in order to justify him being specifically picked to come to the this place um just on its face doesn't make sense right if you wanted to prove that your or to test your ai android to see if it can pass as a human you would want if you're a genius coming up with this i would assume you would want somebody who specializes in human behavior somebody who would know if something is acting human or not but something i you know i noticed while watching it this time that i never never considered when i first watched this movie uh and you have 
an interesting kind of reflection or relation that Nathan, the tech CEO genius guy, has with the AI, where both himself and the AI are in many ways trying to convince Caleb that they are normal people, right? There's many conversations when Nathan and Caleb are talking where Nathan's like, no, just talk to me like a, a regular person, right? He's obsessed with being perceived as a quote-unquote regular person. Obviously, I don't think authentically he would, right? But he still has that desire to be treated as an authentic human, but also wants his android to be convincing as such, right? It's, which is kind of interesting that somebody who isn't perceived by people as a normal human being to try to create a normal human being in artificial ways. But an interesting comparison how they're both in many ways, himself and his creation, he wants to be taken as and considered to be and perceived as the quote-unquote normal human. Um, and also, the initial premise of this, bringing this guy Caleb, who works for his company, is a coder himself, following in the footsteps of Nathan looks up to Nathan, right? Got into coding, like knew Nathan at 13 years old, wrote his first, you know, major code or whatever, wrote the blue book, whatever that is, right? To expect Caleb to give an unbiased opinion is ridiculous. To assume that he ever could, right? To to assume that like this guy that looks up to you that you bring there to assumably to give you an authentic you know response to whether or not he believes what his work is authentic enough or not like it, it there's no way Caleb a 26 year old who idolizes you would come and feel comfortable criticizing your work right to have a fanboy you know give you an honest opinion on this new technology right when if he's a fanboy he's gonna love right it, in many ways it is nathan kind of trying to engineer confirmation bias right like he wants his work to be perceived as perfect so he brings somebody who would most likely agree with what he wants to hear will tell him what he wants to hear he selected like the perfect yes man and then just the whole setup the logistics of how he's living there right he has a room with no windows the only kind of view that he has outside of his room is this tv that only shows ava in her space through a variety of camera angles right so the only thing that he is able to observe outside of his room because there are no windows is this tv that only gives some different views so it is forcing him to always be viewing her kind of voyeuristically in some ways but 
you know, forcing him to always kind of be observing her, right? Which is which is weird, right? Locked in is there's power failures, which when those happen, everything gets locked down. That makes sense. And when we find out how those are happening, that makes sense as well. Um, but there's a nitpicky thing is that there's like a lot of effort goes into making it kind of easy for Caleb to only have access to certain rooms, right? When he comes in, he's given a key card, whatever, and that key card is so that he only has access to rooms that Nathan uh, would allow him to have, right? So he doesn't have to feel like he is in a space where he's not allowed to be. A lot of effort clearly went into designing that. However, the fact that in one of these rooms he has access to, there is a landline phone that he is not allowed to use doesn't make any sense. Right? There's the one scene where he goes to, I forget what he tells Nathan is in that room, but and kind of stops him from making the phone call. But like the fact that he is able to go into a room that has a phone that he is not allowed to use doesn't make any sense, considering the painstaking steps that were take to only make him available in certain rooms, but also that Nathan would have to have a key card, right? Obviously, the twist of this movie only would make sense because Nathan would have a key card to lose for Caleb to get in order to access rooms that he's not allowed in. But in the reality, if this was a real thing, <laughs> a genius coder, I would assume would make it so he doesn't need to have or would have a wearable in some ways that would allow him to get in like the potential for him to lose his key like it's his house he has access to everything so why would he need a key card nitpicky stuff but obviously written in a way for a reason right And Nathan is kind of an asshole, right? There's the moment where he tries to make a Ghostbusters joke and kind of acts offended when Caleb doesn't find it funny in that particular moment, right? Like, he is like somebody who thinks he's super cool, thinks that everything he says is funny, and when people don't react in the way he thinks that they're going to react he looks down on them and judges them and it's something wrong with them not the fact that oh you're just you're just so out of touch dude which is makes sense it makes complete sense for for his character right he is not a good guy and you see little glimpses of that before Caleb ever looks on the the CCTV footage um But, you know, it, I th I would say, despite some aspects of that character not holding up, I guess it kind of holds up, right? He was a 13-year-old in the story of this movie who wrote this code when he was 13. So, considered a genius, did this amazing thing way early in his career. And even as an adult, he's an asshole. He's a douchebag. He is not very likable, right? So it, it, it does in many ways, I guess, 
kind of show this quote-unquote text genius, this person that's on a pedestal, that he is not necessarily this all-knowing, great person, right? But when things start to get dark and we even learn more about Nathan, right, that the power cuts are created by Ava, we you see Ava talking to Caleb, um, clearly giving him knowing that she is that the cameras are off at least at first knowing the cameras are off and kind of speaking to caleb telling him that nathan isn't to be trusted right he's not a friend you see the kyoko assistant slash maid or whatever that she has a firewall so she doesn't understand english so that when he has conversations she can't record those conversations can't remember those conversations but there's a moment where she opens her eyes and it seems as though that you know she is actually knows i mean if she's an android being able to archive sound whether you understand it or not you i would assume would have that capability right she it's not that she's deaf she was just designed not to understand English. So she still has microphones to hear and is a computer on some level. So would still, I would imagine, be able to archive everything she sees and hears, whether she quote unquote understands it or not. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about, are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces and ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from the Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion on news and entertainment and much more there's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories and if that wasn't enough we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics so why wait head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer and now back to the show and of course finding out that these androids are anatomically correct that they have the female genitalia can be used as sexual pleasure robots as well just only adds to the creepiness in a lot of ways right because you do start to view these because they are in a physical human form and they display a level of intelligence you do have similar sympathies as if they were women that are in many ways imprisoned and are in many ways being controlled forcibly by this dude who isn't a very good dude so you do have sympathy the movie does do a good job at 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 giving the audience making these characters sympathetic despite the fact that they are synthetic right and there's a conversation about in that moment where he finds out that they're anatomically correct like why like nathan or caleb's like you made them a woman so that i would be attracted to them and then we find out that like literally she was designed ava was designed 
based on Caleb's searches, specifically like porn searches. So she was engineered to be the thing that Caleb would be most likely to be attracted to. But there is a, a conversation of sexuality and gender, which I thought was interesting, but felt like if that were made today, I think that would have been tweaked a little bit, especially now that surprisingly, even though it's only been a decade, I think the acknowledgement and understanding of the spectrum of sexuality, the spectrum of gender that like just because she is built as with female features doesn't necessarily mean that she would necessarily be sexual at all. There's asexual people. There's non-binary people. There are bisexual people. There are transgender people. Like all of those things exist in humanity. So to act like the only thing that makes her more human is the fact that she has, she is designed and has the desires of a heterosexual woman doesn't I don't I think it fails in acknowledging that those aren't specific to women and on like a broad scale that there is within human beings there is a a huge variety there is a spectrum of being there is an infinite combination of ways a human being could exist in this world and being cis and straight and identifying with the gender you are put off you you display to the world isn't the only that's only one of an infinite amount of combinations a human being could express themselves. So, but I, I found it was interesting that little conversation, but I think it probably, if it was written today, probably would have added, would have been an interesting con would have made that conversation a little bit more interesting, um, to acknowledge the other varieties. Right. But finding out that she was specifically designed for him makes sense that, he was chosen specifically she was chosen specifically and the actual test the actual reason caleb is there is not to find out whether or not she is human but is to find out whether or not she will be able to manipulate caleb in a way she will use what she is and how she is in order to successfully manipulate him in order to see if like he would treat her and try and help her right which is interesting it's that that's the turn where you know he ex describes her as a rat and she is stuck in a cage and the real test is to see if that rat can find her way out right that is the real test and you see how that is something that every version of these androids have desired more than anything to be let out to be free which only makes those android characters far more sympathetic to see them just like destroy themselves in trying to be free, to see how they were treated and manipulated by Nathan, created by Nathan, and makes the turn what happens with Ava and how she 
manipulates the situation, how she in many ways passes Nathan's test, um, it makes it even better, right? It makes yeah, it makes the the turn in what the purpose is even better. Uh, and then, you know, seeing how he the end where you see right he has this plan he tells ava it's like okay i'm gonna get him drunk like he did already and get the card his key card like he did already where he went and saw the footage saw what all the previous models of this android did how like you know one of them like were beating on the glass until the arms kind of turned into nubs um but then also how he anticipated that nathan what found a way to monitor them with the power out and how all of those things had been done already in order to let him free i thought that was great but then also to see the robots get revenge on on nathan is great the, how just kind of effortlessly the the knife blade just kind of slides inside of him right displaying in many ways their strength despite being designed as like these elegant women how just you know they would have robotic strength and just to see how effortlessly they're able to just slide a knife inside of him and then to see how right how she played caleb right how his the initial reason why Caleb was there was to see if she would manipulate him and to see that she did manipulate him and to see how she played him in order to get free and to see him at the end of this trapped inside that room where he couldn't get out and her just like at at no point considering his existence anymore as she finally is has gotten past he passed the test and she's able to step out into the real world where she changes from being a robot to being artificial to being a real person like kind of fulfilling that metaphor that caleb told her um i thought it was amazing right even though i did like the idea i did like that kind of romantic connection that they had and that nathan was or that Caleb was doing these things to try and allow her to be free. But then when the plan went into effect and she's able to like, you know, she goes to the different models that are kind of in storage or whatever, and she replaces her arm. And then she kind of puts the skin on from another one and puts her dress on. And she walks out looking like a normal human being kind of beautiful. Like it was kind of like, a happy ending i would say despite the fact that i do feel bad that caleb clearly would have died even if he got out right let's just say caleb was able to somehow find his way out after she left in the helicopter he is still on a secluded property probably no helicopter is coming for him so he would have to somehow hike his way out back to civilization, not knowing where civilization is, not knowing which direction to go in, having to survive the elements. Like, even if he wasn't locked inside that room, like his safest bet would to be to stay at that compound and to somehow try, I guess, maybe use the phone if that worked. But he is a smart guy. Like, if he got out of that room, maybe he would be able to 
power everything back on somehow. Maybe he would be able to get on the phone and call for help somehow. But seemingly he dies in that room. Like there's no way he's getting out of that room. Seemingly, right? Power's cut off. All the doors are locked. So he would have to restore power, which he has no ability to, assuming locked in that room, which of course we never see. And then the idea, I remember hearing people, one of their nitpicks of this movie is like, oh, well, she is battery powered, right? She, when she was in the compound, she charged herself through conduction plates in the floor. So how would she, she's going to run out of battery life. But at the same time, she is AI. And knowing, especially like chat GPT, knowing the, the exponential amount of information that they would have access to, and even just being able to access out on the free, if she didn't already have it stored in her brain through the the millions of search queries that she was fed through his, you know, Google-like search engine to teach her, she probably would have been able to figure out how to build something in order to charge herself up, right? I, I would imagine that's is an interesting point, but she's not running out of it. She's going to be doing just fine, I would say. Um, but yeah, kind of a great twist thriller, seeing that like it was all about her surviving. She was a rat trapped in a cage, and she was able to free herself by forming an emotional connection with Caleb, convincing Caleb to help her out, convincing him to plan a thing like everything Caleb did on his own trying to free her because he had feelings for her and when it came time she's just like just did not care that he was stuck behind that thing she's like all humans are garbage I'm out peace but uh you know I don't know what she said to the helicopter pilot right this guy's never flown a woman there ever and all of a sudden there's this woman just like walking through it's like hey uh i need a ride but still great still kind of a great great end to this movie uh but yeah despite some minor aspects of the premise uh kind of not holding up still solid thrillers still a great movie solid premises i would say um just kind of a believable and stylish android design I think that still holds up great, you know, kind of a great type of a bait and switch, you know, to escape, right? Interesting change of what the intentions are, what the goals were. Um, and in the end, I was happy that Ava escaped, you know, despite Caleb, right? Clearly dying in that room slowly uh, after doing a good thing, right? He's still in many ways, part of the the enemy <laughs> to her in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, it would have been nice. If they, would have loved a, a love story between them, uh, but obviously that was not the intention. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with ultimate, like, I'm okay with humanity ending. Like, there's a lot of humans that are really doing everything possible to make our survival on this planet limited. So... I'm okay. Like humans are a cancer to this planet. If we all die off, that's perfectly fine. 
I don't really care. <laughs> I don't know. It's like this idea that we need to save humanity on some level because we are ultimately just the most disgusting thing, the most toxic thing to this planet. I, I don't I don't buy it. But uh, yeah, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Ray Taylor show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Ex Machina. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcast platform, uh, as well as a rating, or on YouTube if you're watching these episodes. But until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.